Blog Talk Radio. our way and we got stories to tell how are we doing miss sherry doing fine bobby how are you ah doing great we got a great show today yes we do we got we do two works for you dane hawkins is in the house yes and uh we're going to be doing some things and talking about it and having a good discussion with her about her life and what's going on in news and all that stuff right there how you been how was your day today Today has been a great day. Very productive. Oh, productive? Yes. What you do? Did a lot of work, you know, writing, that oh, kind of thing. Okay. And just took care of some errands that I neglected. Yeah. I've been in a few meetings and stuff like that this morning. Cool. Yeah, it's always meetings. Meeting, 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 meetings. Well, at least it wasn't I, a Zoom meeting. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> meetings in person and people want to talk about what's going on here in North Tulsa. Right. And what's going on in Tulsa, period. Exactly. And, um, you want to find out? Well, a lot's going on right now, that's for sure. We got the election coming up. Oh, my have, goodness. Um, well, of course, we had the lady from the the um, White House here as relates yeah, to, to COVID. To COVID, yeah. Mm, she was just she in was town. Here, right. What was her name? I can't even I can't think, think of her name. name. I just remember Falcone. You know. Thank mm-hmm. Deborah Burke. There we go. We Is that what it was? Real reporter. Okay, yeah, real reporting here. <laughs> telling us, whispering Thank stuff from so and so and so on. Yeah. That's good right there. And these kids are talking about going back to school. How do you feel about that? If it were, I'm glad my child isn't has graduated because if it was left up to me, he wouldn't be going. We'd be sitting at the house. I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Yeah, it's kind of like some of the teachers are even fearful. They should you know, be nervous and stuff like that, and they're they saying, "Oh, they you know, I don't know if we need to do this right now." Well, what's what's so really crazy for me, we had the pandemic in 1918, Spanish flu. And you look at some of the symptoms and the precautionary measures that they were taking then, it's sort of like very similar to now. And it took about two years for that to quelch itself. Yeah. But we don't want to learn from history. We want to, re, re, you know, just recreate the will as opposed to learning from the past. And it's like we just have mm-hmm. to sit back and watch and see what happens and mm-hmm. go on about our business. So, right, Exactly. That's what's happening right there. Exactly. What can you say? Um, I can say I'm going to protect me and mine. So if you don't want to wear a mask, that's up to you guys. That's your choice. Yeah, that's That's your choice. choice. That's your choice. Also, uh, that president up there, uh, (laughs) that president, you know, is talking about trying to cut off the postal system. He don't want – you know what I think? I think he's just trying to throw something in the game because it's not looking good for him. Well, no. 
didn't I hear earlier today that his numbers are going up in the polls or something? His numbers are going up? No. Yeah. I just looked at them today. I think and, it's all uh, games. Yeah, like you say, it's all games. Mm-hmm. It scare people. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I was just saying, I was just just crazy because it's sort of like, okay, what else do you have besides trying to kill us all with COVID? <laughs> sending your children back, sending sending all these other people in and out of our lives and not necessarily listening to us and not knowing the virus, a virus changes. The virus never stays the same. So you get used to one thing, something else might pop up and it could be deadlier than the last thing and may affect a totally different demographic of people, group of people, but we're sick. Yeah. So I've just been like, I, there are too many unknowns for us to play with that just do you know, take your precautionary measures. You know my story, and I know. Oh yeah, I already know. A couple of folks I know are, are sick now. You know, but I'm like, when I was, I'm like, uh-uh, I've seen way too much in this short period of time, so I yeah. know better. Yeah, we gotta take a precaution and do the right thing. Right. You know what I mean? Just right. do the right thing. Right. Hey, you know, Saturday. You know what I did? <laughs> I popped open that grill. Okay. I okay. lifted the grill up and I put some salmon on the grill. Ooh. I smoked some salmon and I smoked some shrimp. Okay. And I had myself a good time, so it was good. Man, I had those big old zucchinis. I could have put some of that on the grill. Yeah, you could have came. I need yeah. to let you guys know when I'm doing something like that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, some zucchinis are coming like nobody's business. That's right. That's right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with Dane Hawkins of Two Works for You. And so stick around, okay? No. Go! 
You're on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. Hey, and in the studio, Dane Hawkins. How are we doing, Dane? We are so good today. Good. Glad you could make it right there. <laughs> you know, for those of you who are listening, you can uh, type in kbob899.com if you're doing a live stream and hit the listen button, you know, and if you got any issues with that, just redo it a couple of times. You should be able to, to tune in, you know, so we want you to do that. And if you're listening on uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, the 646-716-5525 number, press that one button right now if you want to talk to Dane. And so, Dane, how are we doing? So good. You know, whenever I say so good, I always think of the Beyonce song. What do you think about it? It was like the Destiny's Child. See, I grew up in that era, Destiny's Child. Did you? Like, that's why I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. So when I think, whenever I say so good, I always I always sing the song so good all the time. So I'm, do you? Yes, I do. Well, lady, <laughs> hey, well, look here. Where are you from? Okay, so that's always a very odd question that I, I get really weird to answer because I never know what to say. So my mom was in the military. She okay. was a doctor in the Army. Okay. Shout out. Um, and so she, I was born in California. Then born? we moved to New York. Okay. And then we moved to North Carolina. So... To be honest, I don't remember any. You just everywhere, huh? A, a little bit of everywhere. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and this, yeah, yeah, military brat. And you know, in this job, I've I've moved around to right. cities, to cities, right. to states. So, where am I from? Ah, I don't know. Hey. I don't know. That's a good. I mean, you're saying like I don't know, but it's like you, you're from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've grown up in different places, mm-hmm. and each place you experience something different each time and that, and so you I, take that with you so that's for sure thing. and i think um i think uh it's a city girl work walk with a country girl smile okay very much so how okay. i am mm-hmm. yes. yeah yeah so and you spend most of your time where um uh, in town in tulsa uh, no no just in general in general well now it'd be tulsa 
Yeah. Oh, it'd be Tulsa. Okay, mm-hmm. your, your family, your mom. Okay, where yeah. Are they? So my dad lives in New York. Okay, so you still go to New York. Yeah, yes. travel out there. That's yes. always a lovely time. I yes. actually tend to go out there with my sister. Okay. And what we do is we actually we don't even have a plan for the day. We uh-huh. pick a restaurant, and okay. while we're at that restaurant, we pick the next one. Right. So we just eat our way through New York, okay. and then we hit up my dad when he's off working because mm-hmm, for us mm-hmm. it's a very lovely vacation mm-hmm. that's good yeah and then oh, my okay. mom is in um on the coast so okay mm-hmm. so on the coast. you're bi-coastal so you go ha- hang with mom and go hang with dad back yes. and forth you kind of mix it up huh? mix it up that's a wonderful conversation how, how many brothers and sisters do you have so i have an older sister rihanna and a younger brother chris okay. and i when i say we are the three musketeers i thoroughly love my siblings we we get along we facetime and chat Quite literally all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That now is awesome. it is. When we yeah. were younger, I used to um, be very annoyed at my brother for coming in my room. Okay. Yes. But now. Yes. yes. Now we're, we're good. Right. Now we're, we're cool. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. That's, that's good. good. That's good right here. Tight. Yeah. 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 We tight, tight. Fam, huh? We tight now. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. So now you're here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, are you coming from a previous uh, um, station? station? Yes, yeah. I am. So my last station was KQ2 News. In uh, St. Joseph, Missouri, I was the morning anchor, and I also Um, I wouldn't say right outside of anywhere. It's about forty-five minutes to an hour from um, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to see that on a map. Where is that at on Kansas City? It's it's, a little small town. It's a little small. Small. small town. Good people in there, yeah, though. Good, good people. people there. Oh, was it? Small town. Yeah. yeah. They had small a, town with big hearts. But yeah. they had a daily television, television show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were actually, there was actually two stations there. Okay. Yeah, we were like rivals, if anything, but we would all just, you know, say hey to each other. St. Joseph. In St. Joseph, Missouri. Missouri. And What's if you're from there, they say Missouri. Like what? Oh, gosh. Population, I mean, maybe around like 30 or 40 thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to, ha- to have a television show in a market that small. Because mm-hmm. yeah. market, Station. at the time I was there, I'm not sure. We've got to look at the Nielsen ratings, but it was 201 when I was there. So really, the bigger the number, the smaller the station. Okay. So, like New York and L.A., they, they hop between number one, number two in the nation. Uh-huh. St. Joseph, Missouri was 201. In the nation. In the nation, yes. Yeah, so it was, okay. it was little. Okay, but okay. It was, it was okay. so... Little but powerful. Little, I think it's powerful in preparing you for your career. It was a great, it's such a great little big town. Okay. Um, you know, I, and also big shout out to my first boss that actually gave me a chance, Andy House. When I tell you if there was anything I wanted to do or try, he would just throw me all in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there I would co-produce, right. anchor, MMJ, wow. report, storytell, write web stories. I yeah. mean, you do it all. Let me ask the question. Um, how did you get into broadcast journalism? How did that happen? I mean, <laughs> were you just all of a sudden wake, woke up one day and say, hey, I want to be a, a news anchor or a reporter? <laughs> So that is, I feel like they're, I feel so cliche saying it, but if, if I'm going to be honest, it is, it is Oprah Winfrey. Okay. And I that's say okay. That, okay. Because okay. I, you know what, that's, that's perfect. I so. mean, she, and the thing is, I, I, I don't even remember. I had to be like six or seven, right. uh, maybe eight, but I, and maybe I was in, um, somewhere where there's a waiting room. So maybe it was a dentist's office. Right. Maybe it was the doctor's office, you know, a waiting room or something. And then I look up at the TV 
and I just see this woman that looks me, right. looks my shade. Absolutely. I ain't never seen that before. Exactly. Didn't even realize I hadn't seen it until right. I saw it, right? Right. And right. so then when I saw her and she's, you know, she's talking to all these people that don't look like her. Right. Don't look like us. Right. But they were all so engaged in the conversation. With her. And right. I remember, you know, because it was in the office, so it wasn't very loud, but they were two people that vehemently seemed like they didn't agree. Uh-huh. And by the end that, you know, they had shaken hands, they were chatting, they had laughed and, and then they moved on to, to something else. And I was like, wow, to be able to do that on, on a stage right. where you can connect with even more people than right. you're seeing right now. Right. How great would that be? And That's so ever since then, and then I was like, you know, you, you know those cute little books where it's like famous people in history, right, you know, right. Oprah Winfrey has, she's a lot, she's the first black woman for a lot of things. Right. And so, you know, those cute little library projects you can mm-hmm. do. So I remember doing, um, getting one of those little books and reading about her and seeing how she started, where she started. Right. And actually fun fact, she, you know, being in radio and then, you know, being a reporter, States. being yes. a journalist and yes. then just watching her. I mean, and now right. she's, I mean, mega. She's yeah. She's mega. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, and, and you give the perfect example of why we need images of us representation, representation, mm-hmm. and makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So I applaud you. You know, it's not cliche-ish because it 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 brings home the fact you saw someone that you could identify with, and at such but, a young age. Thank you. I genuinely can't even remember right what age I was, but right. I remember the moment I saw her on TV, right. and I was just like. You know, wow. taken aback. I mean, as much as you know, how a child. Role model how too. You I had to be. That? I had to be like seven or eight. Seven or eight. I had yeah. to be second or third yeah. grade. Yeah, I would. Yeah, second or third grade. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's uh-huh. amazing. And you were influenced, huh? It was. Oh, for sure. Had yeah. You, it had you. And all for talking. You know, I got in trouble for talking a lot in school. So. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Consistent notes home. Consistent. All the questions. Consistent notes home. I mean, because I went to private Catholic school. Uh-huh. Um, oh, oh. Yes. So my mom really, really um, was it strict. Um, I mean, I got in trouble a lot, so I don't know what that means. I think any, you know, a young a young Dane, I feel like, no matter how lax the rules were, I feel like I would have gotten in trouble. Uh-huh. So I think they were, they had to be fair. I'll say that. And so, um, you know, I think since the beginning of education for us, my mom, you know, she that I, I say that. And my gift of my siblings mm-hmm. is the biggest gift my mom ever gave me with my education. There's right. nothing I can ever pay her for that. Right. Because she wanted us to stay in a, a private system, not downing on public schools, because I've mm-hmm. seen some solid, solid, solid right. people come out of public schools. Right. But I know from my experience and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to, to be prepared, didn't even realize how much of a setup it was for her to put me in an environment and also a predominantly white environment. Uh-huh. And so I was already making adjustments and learning how to operate right. before I even knew it was a thing. Right. And code so I do think mm-hmm. you I was switching. code switching before I even knew it was a right. word. Right. And so I think that has really, um, you know, set me up to, to be able to relate and communicate to people that don't always look like me or don't always come from my background. And I think that's mm-hmm. vital when we, especially as we push forward in the country right now, right. just how be, were you, how were how you treated? Coming up in uh, an environment, private school, private school, private and not a lot of African Americans <laughs> going going there, and you were just like standing out. Amongst- so there was a so there was a mm-hmm. big duality with me growing up because we lived in Durham, um, and we commuted to school in Raleigh for for high school, 
And I think that's when I noticed the most changes. Cause you know, middle school, you're still kind of all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was high school when, um, you know, there were some very, very stark differences and it was, you know, I, I wasn't obviously, you know, I'm not white. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. really fit in, you know, with the white kids that much. Didn't have a whole, whole lot of friends mm-hmm. in high school. Cause my sister is two years older than me and she was my best friend. But I mean, okay. for, yeah, I saw right. her around right. okay, well, right. a good bit. Right. Yeah. Big sis. And so then, um, I also ran track, mm-hmm. um, hated it at first, actually. We can blame my sister for me getting a track because my mom was like, I'm not about to commute to pick you up <laughs> from soccer. You're going to, you're going to run like, track yeah, too. Like, so I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. I want to sit down. So my mom was like, I'm not going to pick your sister up and then go pick you up. So, and you're not going to just hang around a building. So go like, you better, you better run, go, go, you better run girl. And I ended up hating it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, um, they, they put me in front of this big pit and coach, her name was coach Carol Lewis. She said, Hey, just run and just jump into this pit. And I was like, this is as far as I got to go. Okay, shoot. Let me do this. So I, <laughs> I ran and jumped and she looked at where I took off from and she looked where I landed and she was like, you're a jumper now. Right. And then from there, I mean, I loved it. So right, right. Um, just need a little nudge. Need, need a little yeah. nudge. But and even that experience prepared you for down the line. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, and, and track. Right. Um, track so outside of school I went to summer track and you know summer oh, wow. track yeah, is absolutely. you don't you know you just go you know where your neighborhood is so mm-hmm. that's when I was like oh my gosh I get to be around a whole lot oh, of black people I'm right. so excited right and I go to them and I was like hi I'm Dean what's your name and they right. were like they're like who are you like why are right. you talking about and so it was it was very funny because and you know I had black people mm-hmm. who had a sense of othering because right. that was before we had this big birth of, you know, black excellence and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would, I remember also driver's ed too, you know, they would, they would pick on me, right. they would pick on me. And, you know, I, I didn't understand. Because you came from the other side mm-hmm. and you're meeting them there in your space and you're excited to be in their space because, so because you have never been in that too space. excited. You know, like, mom, how come we don't come see? So now exactly. that you're there because of track, you saw a whole a nother, whole nother side. world that you had to maneuver. I, I mean, I loved it. Um, it was tough in the beginning because, you know, kids can be mean. Yeah, right? absolutely. But that's a social skill. Oh, you yeah. Know, you, you, that's how we learn to social in some communities. Not, that's right. Not that's right. So, that's how we learn. Yeah. 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 Look here. Let's go to the phone lines. I think we got a few people on the line. Let's see what's oh, going on here. Let's see what's happening. Area code eight one six five five eight. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hey, Bobby, this is Houston Roberts from St. Joe, Missouri. Hello, Houston. <laughs> How are you doing? Great. Hey, we I'm have, doing really good, man. We got Miss Dane Hawkins in here, and she can hear everything that you're saying. Hey, Dane. Hi. So, okay. So Houston, he was one of a very good friends that I made when I was working in St. Joe, Missouri. Uh-huh. Okay. And I mean, when I tell you, when we met from then on, we probably had to hang out at least like every other week or every week. I mean, really, really great guy. Very engaged with the community. So okay, of course, good. as a reporter, great. I like latched on. I was yeah. like, oh, tell me what you know. What do you think? What's going on? So it was really good to hear from you. And he also sent me a birthday card. Okay. So that was nice. nice of him nice. Yeah. So. Awesome. Right. So how are you guys doing out there in St. Joe? I miss you guys. 
we're, you know, we're hanging in there. Uh, got the coronavirus. We had some flooding last week. You know, we're just waiting on the locusts to show up, but we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if anything else happens this year anywhere, you know, and the thing is, I remember when I, uh, when I was in St. Joe, I was out about twisters. I kept uh, asking about yeah, tornadoes, tornadoes. Yeah. because, you know, they jump about, right? right. They can just attack you, just, just decide they just who, they, you. who they want, and then they go off. And so I remember that was a consistent thing I talked about, but I was really happy that here we didn't really have tornadoes in, during this season of COVID and change and all that. And I'm no, very happy that I did not have to experience any in St. Joe, Missouri either. There were some warnings. And it freaked me out, but yeah, I'm very happy I didn't have it's to like, do with that. Say, you moved to the wrong place if you're worried about tornadoes. This is true, and this is <laughs> right. This is, this is the worst place for tornadoes. You just you just lucked out because you haven't had a really you haven't had any, and we really haven't had any bad storms per se. So you kind of lucked out this year, but we never guess Praise. what the year isn't over. Uh uh-uh, uh don't do that. Anything can don't happen. put that don't put that on our lives. I'm no thank saying. you. I also didn't do well in St. Joe because it got so cold. We had many a blizzard. Oh wow. And yes. in St. Joe I had to get there um, to my job at three thirty AM in the morning. So wow. you know, when we knew a blizzard would coming would be coming, I'd have to get all my stuff together and basically get to work at like one. I'm trying my best to find out. Okay, I need a visual because I swear to God, I think I've driven through St. Joseph <laughs> you, before. You might have. And hey, Houston, I Houston, how would you describe um, where St. Joe is? You're far better than that. So um, we literally butt up against the Missouri River. If you drive about an hour north, uh, so it's um, – it's kind of got an older down. It's kind of got an older downtown, but a lot of it is like a lot of urban sprawl. There's a lot of suburban neighborhoods. Um, it's really hilly as well. Okay. Okay. I, if you pass I, a guy, if you pass a guy me. riding on a horse, that <laughs> we're, we take pride in the Pony Express. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff about you know Pony Express riders all over St. Joe. Uh huh. And for. So Houston knows a lot about, he's a history buff. So kind of explain um, the Pony Express and actually how it stretches all the way out to California. Oh, wow. And one of the stories I was working on, they were trying to kind of connect up with the national trail because it's, okay. it's historical. Right. So, and that would create more of a tourist stop in St. Joe. So less people would be like, where or who or what is it, St. Joe? Um, in Missouri, and so wow. that that was definitely one of the their crown jewels. And also, you know, as I said before, I love like I loved the people there. That, I mean, it was as I said before, it was a small town with some big hearts, and yeah. I definitely um, made some very meaningful relationships there that I wow. know I'll have, you know, for the rest of my life, including you, Houston. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That is because okay. the, what you explained, you had a really good experience there. Mm-hmm. You had a really good experience. All right, let's take another phone call right here. Thank you, Houston. (laughs) Let's see who we got here. Area code 919-791. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hi, this is Rosalia Ramaki. I am (gasps) friends with Danielle. (laughs) Hi, Rosalia. Uh, Thank you. Uh (laughs) Great. So, Rosalia, so, so, okay, you go first. (laughs) Okay. Dane and I met in high school in North Carolina. Um, we were 
good friend for a period of time. Uh, one of it was five like two. people of color. We, <laughs> we yeah, were we were enemies. <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, we were one of like five people of color at an all white mm-hmm. Catholic school, and oh, wow. we just did not know how to handle each other's energy. <laughs> uh, chop it up to that. Um, and <laughs> now, as adults, we've reconnected and have an amazing relationship that I wish we would have had years ago. But I'm so thankful for our friendship now. So I just wanted to call Thank and show some support. Thank you so much, girl. And let me just say, Rosalia is one truly one of the best people I know and you know when we when we reconnected just to, and the thing is we were reconnecting um actually right when my grandfather was very sick and unfortunately oh. he passed so I was okay. back in town okay ran into her and um I actually you know reconnected with her um I like I think like the the day right after before he had passed and oh, so wow. you know her she's also very close with her grandparents so it was kind of like an instant connection because we knew each other. Right. We, were, we found out we were very passionate about similar things. And, you know, it came up that conversation of like, why weren't we such good friends? There were like five black girls. Uh-huh. Why were, you know, why oh, was that? Wow. And it was that, it was a very that, that, weird time in high school where we didn't quite know what to do. Cause you know, a, had a maneuver. I think now it's yeah. like, you know, um, it's that support of women, like right. women empowerment, so, natural hair movement, all that stuff. And back then it was, there can only be one. One, right? exactly. And exactly. so it was, Socialized you know, that way. I, we were, and, and the thing is, it's like, we didn't want to, like, I could sense, like, I didn't want to fight her, but oh, I didn't okay. know how to be around her. You didn't have, exactly. you didn't know how, and, mm-hmm. and you are, you experience a lot of things that a lot of people do when they go in that type of environment. It's more than five of us. And it's sort of like, you mm-hmm. don't want to be portrayed as a per, like you all group together and be friends yeah. in public mm-hmm. because it's, why can't you? That's the thing. Yeah. Why can't mm-hmm. you? Because it can right. be ostracizing, right. but now can I'm be. so, so, so happy that, good that you we are, it. I mean, yeah, right. she's seriously oh, one of my best friends. That's okay. Well, great, great, so great, great. Let's take another phone call right quick, okay? Another? Okay. Yeah, we Bye got people calling in. Area code 980-257. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello? Hello? Hey, You're on the radio? Who is hey, this? Hey, this is Wendy. Oh, this is Wendy. Wendy. Yes. So, <laughs> Wendy Grijalva. Yes, I'm like, oh, Wendy Bell. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's Bell now. Sis got married. Oh, okay. Sis got married. It was a beautiful wedding. I was there. I was oh, in wow. it. You were in the wedding? I was. Well, I was part of the wedding party. Okay. And it was. She was in the wedding. I was in the wedding. I was in the wedding. And yeah. when I tell you, it was beautiful. Okay. And it was, I was in the wedding because, so, you know, you have those like foundational moments that uh-huh. kind of like make you to be who you are. Um, and I am an AKA because oh, of you're Wendy AKA, Bell. Huh? Okay. <laughs> okay, I don't have that. I got too much faith in my voice now. Go ahead. So, Wendy, so I remember what I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, when you're a freshman on campus, your uh-huh. eyes are the size of beach balls. Right, right. You're just looking around. Oh my gosh, everything's that. I was on the track team. And so I was just running about, you know, and then I just see, just, I mean, it's just this pack of like three girls. Strutting across the okay. People look at them, looking at them, whispering. They just have their little books and they sit. And I was like, man, they just look like they're so together. And then, you know, time passes, probably like a week or two. And then we actually met. It was this. We I went to a PWI, Western Carolina, uh-huh. is where I was recruited to track. And then um, we were part of this. It was like this uh, this group that encouraged like black people or people of color to be together. Uh huh. 
And I remember I'd met her and then we were talking and it was just like an instant connection. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to be like her. Okay. Because boys like her. She could be less bothered by right. these boots out here. But right. I mean, following after her, she had a car on campus. Right. So I was like, oh thing. my yeah. God. Right. So yeah. And so then in time, um, and then she was also there for me when my parents were in the process of going through a divorce. Oh, okay. And so she, you know, it never occurred to me that she was just trying to be like, you know what? Yeah, you should be okay. It was always that very genuine friendship, friendship. sisterhood. And, you know, she proved time after time that she was truly my sister. She was there for me during my parents' divorce. She was there for me during a horrific breakup in college. She was there for me when I transferred away from college. Uh And I mean, this has been an example Okay, and that's what Soros do. Oh yeah, that's that is what, what that's what we that do. That is that is what we do. And I do want to say that I am so proud of you and oh. everything that you're doing. So you just keep doing your thing. Keep having right. your black girl magic girl. Um, so yes, wow, that's amazing. I really do appreciate you. Thank you so, for calling, Wendy. Wendy you're welcome. And 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 you don't use those terms you anymore. Come, but... Say that one more ahead, time. Wendy. I'm sorry. Say what were you saying, Wendy? I was just going to say that I'm looking forward to you coming back to North Carolina. Oh, yes. Or getting I'm, closer. I was, a visit. <laughs> I was planning a visit Um, actually the end of this month or September. But, you know, then a little thing called Rona happened. And, yeah, yeah I just, you know, we were chatting about this, like, you know, last week. Okay. We were, you know, we have phone calls. And I don't even know when I'm going to get to go back home. But I do know mm-hmm. that whenever I go back to North Carolina, like, I have okay. true sisters. Like, so what university yeah. did you go to? So that's so I was recruited at Western Carolina University. Mm-hmm. Kappa Alpha Chapter is where I. I know we don't use the term pledge anymore. Where I joined yes. the, the we, we sorority. Yes. And Wendy was the president, and she okay. helped us during the process to become well, she, one she, of. She them. was your DP. She. I don't know if we use these terms anymore. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, she was um a. I mean. Okay. Cool. She was. There for me through and through. Learned some very hard lessons, a lot of personal growth. Right. right. And she's been there with me the entire time. So thank you so much, Wendy. I love you. Great, great. Of course. Of course. Okay, let's see what we got right here. Here Erico 980248, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, Danny, this is Ariel Allison. Hi! <laughs> Another story. Hey, girl. Oh, yeah. Run them up. They're all calling in for you. So, yeah. we actually, so us two, we actually met at Wendy's wedding. Oh, wow. And we just became like instant friends. We were like sipping champagne and putting wow. like flower, organi- <laughs> flower arrangements together. Wow. And from then on, it was just fantastic. That's awesome. That yeah. So great. So you guys have been knowing each other for a while, huh? Yeah, I'd say, what would you say, like two, three years now? Yeah, we um, we uh, were inducted in the same chapter. Um, I knew of Dane, and thanks to Wendy's wedding, I was able to meet her. Such a good-hearted person, definitely caring. And when some things we had to do for the wedding, um, we were down for it. She was there wholeheartedly for Wendy, and I just respected her for being such a good friend. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That is so cool. So your stars and your line sisters, right, are, especially right. your line sisters, are going to be there. Yeah, we got Kappa no Alpha. What. Kappa Alpha is that chapter. We okay. just and I transferred yes. away. Right. And and like I did not like 
I was gone for a minute. It's like I fell off the side of the earth. Uh-huh. And then they all, like, when I was like, hey, you guys, I just, you know, I'm back. I mean, it's they super open arms. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, never left. love it. And right. we were supposed to be going to New York together. So, we're going to be planning oh, that trip God. when Corona ends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's going to be a good trip. Right. Oh, for right. sure. Yeah. For sure. Let's Easy. move along. You've got quite a few people calling oh, in. They God. must love you. <laughs> okay. 910-308. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hi, Dane. This is Lauren from North Carolina. Hey, Lauren. How are you, girl? <laughs> hey, girl. How are you? Another one of your Girl, how are you? How have you been? I'm doing well. How are you? It sounds like you're doing great. I just, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so excited to hear all of your accomplishments now. Thank you. I mean, I once again, I don't think I would be anywhere near you know, where I am without, you know, the support of you and my sisters and my friends and family. So it's, it's just so good to, to get the support. I literally said like, Hey, you guys, I'm going to be in this radio show. I put in like one group message with like a couple of people and you know, yeah, I mean, and they've been dialing ever since. They've been dialing. Your numbers up. You know. Yeah. We get this. You tell us to show up. We're going to show up and we're going to represent to the best. So you know. Yes, girl. Thank you so much for calling. Oh my god. You're awesome. Have a good evening. Okay. Thank you for calling in. Okay. Moving right on along because you got some call. People are trying to talk to you. Oh my goodness. Area code seven zero four two zero six. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hi, Dane. It's Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, girl. So I've got, I'm sorry, i got to do it. Taylor okay. is a Zeta. Okay. She is a whole Zeta. Um, a Zeta Phi baby? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. yes Zeta Phi. And the way that we actually met, it was actually very funny. So we both got, um, I would say forced. Would you say forced, Taylor? I'd say forced. Cohorts? Cohorts. Yes. We yes. were cohorts yes. doing a pageant. Oh, okay. The alphas were throwing a pageant. We're having a pageant, and I think we were both just there was a place. So this is after I transferred from Western Carolina. We went to UNCW, and uh, we were both. It's a place called the Up. It was a student union where um, people of color would congregate. Mm-hmm. You know, just take a break in between right. classes. Right. And um, George and Alpha came in and was you know trying to. He was like talking about this. Um, pageant and all these girls were swooning so excited and I was just over here like <laughs> and then somehow he makes his way over and because you know there was a track I was like oh there's a track meet but then I found out I wasn't going to be I wasn't going to be running in it uh-huh. so my sorority sisters we were in college at UNCW we were all sorority sisters roommates we were on the track team and we all worked at Starbucks together okay yes wow. so they all my lovely beautiful sisters threw me under the bus and were like Dane's gonna do it and I was like no no okay <laughs> so we're here at rehearsal um the very first day and Taylor and I just kind of like kept finding ourselves like towards the back of the line right, when people right. were demoing or learning how to walk and doing this stuff and then we kind of just got to chatting and then we just one day we had to they had us doing some sort of team building thing. And then we went to the grocery store and there was this blueberry sangria wine. Yes. Wow. And we said, if, you know, I was like, okay. And it, at the time we're in college Mm -hmm. and it was like, oh my gosh, a $13 bottle of wine. So obviously it's like high price. Right. You know, I was like, whoa. So I was like, okay. So we were $13. (laughs) College college budget. Yep. And on our college budget, we had a bet because neither of us, 
thought we were going to win. So I was like, okay, so if I win, I'll buy the bottle for us to share. Okay. And if you win, you buy the bottle of us, you okay. know, for us to share. Um, we go through, and that had to be one of the most. It, it was only fun because of Taylor. You know, Taylor and I, we would just be uh, laughing and giggling in the back. They'd be like, shh, shh. And uh, we end up, you know, we do the pageant. It's great. Little did I know, this whole time, Sis knew I was an AK. Found out her mom was an AK. I was like, oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Like, we're great. Her dad's an uh-huh. alpha. And after uh-huh. the pageant, I ended, I ended up buying the wine because I ended up winning that pageant. Very wow. surprised. Very surprised. In the back plane. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like, she wasn't, like, two or three weeks later, she, like, she was like, hey, like, can you come to this thing? You know, I just, there's support. I go, and lo and behold, we see Taylor Abrams. And I've never been so excited and happy for someone that I always got a griller for. I always got a grill you for a girl. Always. Always. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. T- tell them what happened. Tell them what, what happened at this thing, at this thing you went to. I th- I'll, I'll let you tell it. I'm going to let you tell it. Oh, at this probate. At this probate. Yep. Yep. Where I came out as a Zeta. Uh, oh, you know, I won't you live it down. Huh? You, she, you, she, you invited her to the probate show. She, she told me know. it was an oh, event. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> at the time, remember, this is back when you had to be more. So you had to be underground. Silent right, about it. Right, right, yeah. right. Oh, my yeah. God. So I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. You, you had to be subtle about it. Um, and, of course, my parents love me and support me and crack jokes whenever, whenever. They came to the probate in, in black and gold and, and pink uh-huh. and green and and people are looking at them like, why, you what know, you like, oh, okay, who are y'all supporting? <laughs> who, who? And it's like, oh, what are your children? Oh, well, okay, that, how'd that happen? And my dad's a professor, and his students, if they're alphas, they, they make fun of him, too. So it's it's a good family bonding, and and yeah. I just got engaged. So my mom is, is ready to snatch up my firstborn daughter. Right. You know, Actually, I, will, to, I will help her with that. I will help her with the snapping of the child. You must write your daughter. Trying to fill the heart of my firstborn daughter oh, wow. to, to go in that Yeah, that's interesting right there. Well, glad you could share that story with her, you know, and continue to listen, okay, on the Bobby Eaton Show, all right? Will do. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's take, another, let's take another call right here. You just got them coming in from everywhere. Oh, my. Let's see who we got right Good. here. Area code 55. Five, is that 5... What is it? Five six one six five seven. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Oh, that's me. Hi, Dana. Yeah, that's you. Chrissy. Okay, so Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy. Okay. So this term with this 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 sorority sister. Okay. So she was like she's a mom now. Uh-huh. But she was like the mom of the group at back in Kappa Alpha. Okay. And she just was always just so put together and okay. I was always late and <laughs> she was so good at being so organized and she was always just so nice to me and I always like really really looked up to Chrissy because um, as I said she had it together and she was number one person with organizing programs right. getting things together one of the, I mean her and Wendy I mean work hand in hand uh-huh. so well together uh-huh. she was also at the wedding <laughs> and okay. so okay. it was okay. really really good to actually see Chrissy and I'm so happy that you're doing so well and her kids are really stinking cute like wow. they're really cute and thank you, you. I'm they, to they you are when I'm learning here you went to a 
it was a small, it was, was it, it's not a HBCU, right? No, it was a PWI, okay. but man, PWI. for some reason at Western Carolina, mm-hmm. our community was strong. The Greeks and were see, strong out there. I'm okay. to that okay. and you guys really supported each oh, other sure. because it wasn't that many of you there in that space. So you had mm-hmm. no choice but to support but to there. each other. Yeah. And that's where you can you see did. the dichotomy was changing yes. from yes. high school to college. It's yes. all just kind of being there for each other. Them, right. them seeing me as a freshman being right. like, Let's help this. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. me looking up to them and, and, you know, instead of being jealous of them, being right. like, how can I be more like them? Right. Yeah. And you weren't afforded that type of mentality in that yeah. space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Chrissy, thank you so That's much cool. for calling. I that appreciate awesome. you. Yeah. It awesome. sounds as though you had a lot of support, and, you know, a lot of friends, you and you're getting a lot of phone calls today. Yeah. <laughs> so all across the United That's States awesome. here, right here. And that's a good thing right there. And uh, now, moving forward. This broadcast journalism thing, you know, do you like it? Yeah, I'd say I definitely like it. Because I've interviewed several different reporters, and some of them have mixed emotions, oh. you know, about, oh, I want to hear them get out. One lady told me, oh, I want to hear them get out of that business. Yeah. And another lady said, oh, I love it. You know, so how do you feel about it? I think they're both right, and both of those feelings exist in me, Right. And um, I don't think it'd be honest at all if I said, I love my job every day. There are days where it is emotionally taxing and tolling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's recently, I mean, you know, as, you know, as a black journalist covering some of the stories you've been covering, it can be emotionally Such so Use one for an example. Um, you know, when we, when we had our George Floyd protest, mm-hmm. And even before that, um, you know, you know, when you come to New Era, you have to learn right. the new culture, learn what's gone there. Um, you know, Dr. Tiffany Crutcher, she's also a racist. Yes. Um, you know, talking to her about what happened to her brother and, you know, speaking yeah, to her how about he got that. murdered and shot. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. learning about, um, you know, Terrence Crutcher, the person, mm-hmm. the person. Um, and then, you know, learning, you know, learning about the history of Tulsa and the right. history of Black Wall Street and well, what do you know about that history? Now, <laughs> because I've been here a year, um, you know the prominence of Black Wall Street, the fact that it used to stretch for blocks. I I learned about okay, a, a Black a, Wall Street, yeah, but I had no idea it was in Tulsa. I oh. had no idea it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I didn't know what prominence it was. Like I was like, wow, so it was just a a whole, basically a city within a city of, you know, when we were denied work, when we were denied entrance places, we just, you know, created our own. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that's incredible. And to me, it just sounded so, I don't want to use ridiculous, but it was like, so people were mad. Like, you don't want us to come, like, you didn't want people of color to be where you were. So they made their own area. And then you went and attacked them for it viciously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, learning that history, you know, it, it can be very hurtful, but then also hearing how Black Wall Street, the historic Greenwood District, rebuilt after that. Right. That like, and then it becomes just so empowering. Right. And for us to be coming up on the 100th anniversary next year, you know, I'm I'm seeing so much more movement, especially in the temperature of our country right now. Right. And so, I and I go back to the original question: Do you know? It's, it's a love-hate. Like, I, and I wouldn't say hate. You know, there are days where I really, really like my job. There are days when I love my job. And there are days when my job is hard. But the days where I really like it and the days where I love it, it's I've made a connection with someone. I've gotten to share their story. 
and I've gotten a chance to amplify the impact that they're making. And that feels good. Hearing people say their experience, tell their story, that feels good. Talking to two people on very opposite opposing sides, talking about what the other person, sharing that information, that feels good. Um, two or Three News has a problem solvers line mm-hmm. where people will call or send an email right. of stuff that's been going on. And, you know, a lot of what's happening, especially with schools, we've been getting so many calls um, with unemployment. We've been getting so many calls and being able to solve an issue or figure something out for someone mm-hmm. that feels good. Mm-hmm. So the days where, where it's hard or, or when I, I can't get to an answer quickly mm-hmm. or when, you know, it's a day you've been working for, you know, for hours and hours and things don't come together and you can't get that interview. So it's, I'd say it's definitely, it, it can be, it's worth the work in the community to, to be in, in my shoes as a journalist. It's tough for journalists because a lot of people love to bash media. They love, um, you know, the media. Well, we're in that climate right we now. We are in that climate so where why. there is a lot of distrust. Right. And so, you know, every, and that's where the, that dislike of my job comes because, you know, whenever I come to someone, whenever I get on scene, whenever I'm calling someone for an interview, I have to prove every time that no, it's, it's not, you know, I have to dispel some rumors or lies. And that's not to say that people, to invalidate people's experiences. Some people have had very tough situations with mm-hmm. um, local media. Right. Or they've read something on national media that they didn't understand or, or it came out, you know, that didn't necessarily align with certain facts or, or viewpoints that right. were more um, expressive of an actual area. So, that is that is where some of that frustration comes from is me wanting to just jump in and form um, a connection by having a conversation. But before mm-hmm. we even get to the meat of what we're, I'm there for, what we have to talk about, you we've got to build trust outside of distrust. So right. you have to break down those barriers. Then you have to get to, okay, now that I've broken down that barrier of just, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Then we get to a point where, okay, I, I, you know, let me see if I know you. Okay. You're okay. I can trust you. I can share my story. And that's a big responsibility once you get right. to that point after breaking through all those walls. So that's where that difficulty, but, mm-hmm. but just in what, in that same breath that they say that's frustrating and difficult, it feels so good once you do. So the payoff, you know, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, you got to put in work to be a journalist, but right. I think it's worth it. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. So Tulsa isn't necessarily your in, in game. Where do you plan on going from here? How, how long do you plan? <laughs> she on wants to go to CNN. <laughs> that's a load of questions. That's a load of questions. Um, ABC, CBS. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. You know, if you would have asked me that question when I first started, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I want to be network. Network is those big stations. Right. So any, any big, so what you name like CNN, ABC, Fox, MSNBC, you know, the, the big right. networks. Um, and now I'm. Not wanting you to ask, go in that direction? No, I think when you ask me what, what do I want to do, what do I want to be, mm-hmm. I want to be happy. Okay. All right. That's, and well, what, that's a common question. Mm-hmm. I want to be happy too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think so to answer, you know, what is happy to me, I think that's something I'm working on figuring out. Okay. Right. Okay. And the reason why I asked that question, because we've had a lot of people to come to Tulsa, mm-hmm. do exactly what you're doing. And see them in another market. I mean, yep. go someplace and like. Oh yeah, it's only like temporary. Frank Wiley, 
Okay. Now, Frank, he's in Ohio. He's from mm-hmm. Tulsa, but I had him when he was like a little sixth grader. Mm-hmm. So when you turn on the telephone, you're like, what? what? Frank? <laughs> totally different child than, yeah. you know, growing up here in Tulsa yeah. are the other guys, Frank Villa, Omar Villa Franca. Mm-hmm. He used to be on Channel 6. So now I, I go different places. You know, I'm traveling around. I may see him on national TV somewhere, but he comes back home or comes back to Tulsa and does interviews or whatever's going on here, anything big here in Tulsa, he may cover. But, you know, just that growing, because you're going to blossom. This is, you know, this is just a part, but where do you envision yourself being happy? Yes. But that's why I asked the question, because I see people going everywhere when they, you know, Tulsa is a good place to cut your teeth. Yeah. Where do I see myself being I guess you don't have to answer the no, question. Yeah, I'm just I, yeah. Is where the opportunities may yeah. come. Is that what it's the about? The opportunities for a good life, and that's why, like, when I tell you, like, being happy is so important, um, because news happens everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you can be a part of a community where yeah. you go. I, I where I want to go. I can tell. I can say this. Okay, I want to okay. go somewhere where I can have community prior engagement. to coming to Tulsa, and you were in that smaller yeah. region, you saw an opportunity. That was less cold, yeah. Less cold, and yeah. you know, and you felt like, hey, let me take advantage of this mm-hmm. better, what you call better opportunity, right? That's a different, you know, because or remember, it different? so this is the thing in the news, right? So we've got market numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got certain positions, and that's why it's super important to live your truth. And so mm-hmm. for some people, I want to be back home. For some right. people, St. Joe is home. Yeah, right. it's Market 201, but that's home. So they're happy as a clam there, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got some people who, you know, they're happy is I want to be, you know, front center national. Right, and that exactly. could be New York right. or that could be L.A. Uh-huh. Some people are like, I want to be a photographer and right. I want to be behind the scenes wherever they'll take me, wherever mm-hmm. I can go. They want to go there. So it's a very it's so when you ask, like, what do you want? Where do you want to be? Very. You know, as you as you develop as a journalist, what's important to you starts to stand out. And right. for me. That's a sense of community. That's okay. work-life balance. So okay. wherever, whatever market that can be, wherever mm-hmm. I can feel like, you know, I, what I'll say is this. I will stay somewhere until I feel like I'm not wanted or needed anymore. Until okay. I feel like I'm not making an impact anymore, then I don't, I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. At least as a journalist. I could just live there. You know, that'd be great. But I think that's, that's what's going to be a big determining factor of, you know, if they're if there is a shelf life for a place, um, I guess it's a shelf life for a city for me, you know, mm-hmm. if do they, you know, do I feel like I'm being received? Do I feel like I'm helping or, or do I feel like I'm more of a hindrance or an annoyance or something like mm-hmm. that? Um, so, yeah. So I, what city do I think I want to end up in? I'm genuinely not sure, but I know what environment will work for me. And mm-hmm. right now, Tulsa is working for okay. me. Okay. <laughs> Two works for you. Yeah, I didn't mean to okay. fall into that. Good, good. Well, hey, look here. We're going to take a short pause, and we're going to come back um, in just a few minutes. Dane Hawkins, Two Works for You. You can dial a number 646-716-5525, and don't forget to press that one button. What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to K-Bob. 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show. 
Last Stop Lawn Maintenance and Landscaping is hiring today. Must have a valid driver's license and must have a two years verifiable experience mowing and lawn maintenance with the company. Strict attendance policy is required. Honest, dependable, and team-oriented. No sex offenses or crime against children. Must apply online at www.laststoplawnmaintenance.com. Apply today. Advertising the Salsa Black on Business Guide. It's a monthly publication reaching all of Oklahoma and beyond. Giving exclusive content about your business and many businesses that are connected to you. Full page and half pages are available. Purchase an artwork or two on the 25th of each month. Visit us online right now at www.tulsabobn.com for more details. Or email us right now at tulsabobn at gmail.com for pricing. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hey, y'all, this is Greg Robinson running for mayor of Tulsa. I'm glad to be at KBLB 89.9. Y'all make sure to support Black Radio and make sure to support the community by going out, registering to vote, and voting on August 25th. Visit Greg Robinson for Tulsa.com. Appreciate y'all. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Toll with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janet. North Star Security and Private Investigation provides over 35 years of experience to ensure your security and investigation needs are met. Our officers are fleet and state certified. If you're seeking employment, stop by our website at www.NorthStarSecurityAndPI.com. For details on quotes and employment opportunities, call today at 918-248-6592. That's 918-248-6592. NorthStar Security and Private Investigation. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Lester Trotman. And when we in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we always listen to Oh, yeah, you're on KBOB 89.9 and also Blog Talk Radio. Dane Hawkins is in the building, and we've been chopping it up and talking (laughs) about a lot of things. She's had a whole lot of phone calls come in. I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, people just calling in from everywhere for you. (laughs) I'm like, wow, that's a good thing. We haven't had a lot of phone calls like that, just a little bit, you know, something like that, so. That's all a good thing. So, what time? How does your day normally start? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, because I know being a, probably a news reporter, your hours is all just around the clock, mm-hmm. right? You don't never, yeah. Yeah. So we've okay. So just the work schedule. I'm nine thirty a.m. to six thirty p.m. on um, Wednesdays through Fridays, and then I work weekends. From 2 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. On Saturdays and Sundays? On Saturdays and Sundays. But, you know, before then, there's some work that goes into finding stories and um, setting up calls and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's... You can be, you can actually be sleeping in the bed and breaking news take place. You got to get up and go. Not not or as much you? anymore. Not as much okay. anymore because, you know, there are certain, certain people cover certain shifts. Okay. But my thing is, I know if I'm on call, I'm not in the bed. Because whenever you prepare to lay it on down, that's when someone's going to call you like, hey, can you? Yeah. So if I'm on call, which normally the on-call person is weekends, but I work weekends, Mm -hmm. so I don't have to worry about that. So does your job entail being more outdoors or indoors? What would you say? I'd say more outdoors. More outdoors? Um, Yeah, because, you know, we've got to interview people, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to meet people where they're at. Um, Nowadays, I'd say, you know, some some people do still prefer to Zoom interview. Um, I do have ways to, you know, I've got, because we're six feet away now. Right. I don't have mm-hmm. my mask on, but, you know, when we ever, we go somewhere, we wear a mask, you know, we wipe our equipment down, things like that. But most of the time still, you know, I, I'm meeting people where they're at. And that's also a great way to, to make that more personable, but also for, you know, shooting. Because, you know, I... I, as an MMJ, I, I shoot a lot of my, like I shoot my own stories. Mm-hmm. And so you have to set up your cameras and tripods and yeah. all of that, right? Yeah. Set up the, set up everything, um, make sure the sound camera and, and do mm-hmm. all the angles and all the different cutaway shots mm-hmm. and things like that. Were you, did, did you have to go to school for that? Okay. So that is, um, that's a God thing. That is that. <laughs> so <laughs> I had mentioned earlier, um, I went through a tragic breakup. It was my first boyfriend. Oh. Um, in college. Yeah. So at Western, cause I, I keep talking about Western Carolina and UNCW. I went uh-huh. to both. So I was recruited for track at Western Carolina, um, had at the time a devastating breakup, transferred schools to UNCW. And when I transferred schools, I chose not to pursue, um, the full journalism, um, track. I chose to just stay in communications and study, um, marketing, um, and writing and, you know, in English and, um, some sociology and psychology class. And I graduated and was like, okay. <laughs> and so ended up, um, working at a temp agency and I, I became a level one accountant at this, uh, this That's German right. company. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just random, random. And my thing is, anyone who knows me knows I have no business being around numbers if there's no calculator involved. 
And so I ended up, be, you know, being in accounting and, uh, you know, I was, I was making, you know, pretty good money for just being out of school. And I, I couldn't figure out like why I was so um, unhappy. Right. And, you know, after some thinking, it was funny. Cause I, I almost feel like it was like a, uh, like getting like knocked in the head almost. Uh, Cause I was like, you know what, like, why, like, why is this going on? Like somebody answered me up there and lo and behold, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to. I realized I was supposed to be a, I was supposed to be in the journalism track somewhere. Okay. And okay. I, and this is how I say it's a good thing. So I was like, okay, well, where's the nearest school? And I was like, okay, um, UNC Charlotte. Okay. Um, and so saw UNC Charlotte. Um, I looked and saw, I was like, well, you can't go, you know, if you've already graduated, you can't do the same degree. So I was already communication, so I couldn't go. So I went under the guise of being a meteorologist. Oh, Okay. And we know numbers are not my thing. Um, so I said, yeah, meteorologist, so that you could take J school class because I needed right. an internship. Right. So basically, I looked at all the tools. Okay, so let me work backwards. Okay. If that's where I want to be. What do I need to be? So to be there, to get that job, you have to have a reel. A reel is like a sample of your work. You want uh-huh. a camera, some your editing video, okay. some your writing. And then before that, you need an internship to create said reel. In an internship, you have to be enrolled in a internship course in college. Okay. To do that, you have to be in a J school program. So wow. working backwards, I, you know, UNCW Mercy um, applied to the school, like maybe like a, it was, that was within deadline. That was fine. But then it was like, okay, now at UNC, UNC Charlotte, you're supposed to have a minimum of like, like X amount of credits in order to take the internship because the internship classes for like oh, their seniors. Okay. And so I basically just went to the school and I was like, Hey, um, Hey, I'm Dane. Hey, I have graduated from college already. This is what I'm hoping to do. This is my plan. Please let me in. This is a 400 level class. I know oh. technically on paper, I look like I'm in 110 level. Please let me in. And um, gosh, if I can remember that woman's name, I mean, it was a woman and a man and they were like, Okay, we believe you. Um, but wow. you, but the deadline is, you know, like next week. And I was like, oh. So I quickly looked. I was like, okay, well, what are our local stations? So I was looking out of all of them to see if any of them had a program. And then I was like, okay, Spectrum News. Oh, mm-hmm. I told it backwards. So I actually looked for programs first and then applied to UNC. So I went and applied. And, you know, I found out later that there were like over like 27 people that applied for this internship. Oh, wow. And only two people got it. And that is why I say it's a God thing because I had no, I had no business being in anyone's, anyone's newsroom. Right, right. I had no business being but there. But you got Because your there. girl didn't know nothing. Right. Nothing. And so there, um, you know, I started, I literally, by the grace of God, I, I ended up in, at Spectrum News as an intern, wide-eyed, not knowing anything. And, um, you know, I was kind of humming along and then I met one of the best people I know, um, Christina Watkins. Mm -hmm. She, she was just like, kind of like doing her thing. And, you know, the way she just walked around the newsroom, it's just like, she knew what she was doing. She was on it. And I was always just like, Ooh, only downside. She is a Delta. So unfortunate. Um, (laughs) so unfortunate. Doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter because she, I mean, she was just, she was just on it and she just saw me, you know, I just always, you know, try to ask her some questions mm-hmm. and she was always just so forthcoming with information Good. she knew everything she knew and then you know one of these days she was like what are you doing and I was like oh you know I'm just trying and she was like Mm-mm, come over here come with me she's she like you come with me I'll, I'll help you and I was like, she was like what do you want to do and I was like I want a job and she was like we will get you a job by the time you're done here that's a that's, um yeah 
So yeah. Christina Watkins put me under her wing, uh-huh. helped me out. Um, at the time there, there was a woman named Ohavia Phillips who um, was also working with, you know, Christina at the time. And she's just this, I mean, she's this incredible influencer, just a ray of positive energy. So between the two of them, I, I kind of started to get my footing within news. And then we fast forward to, I would, I'd only been there for about like a, like a month, mm-hmm. but it got to the point where I was, going into work, my part-time job to work, and then just going there before work, after work, anytime I could be in there, I was there. Okay. Um, and I got fired from my job, from my part-time job, from my part-time job. Oh, wow. And I had to, you know, I had, (laughs) (laughs) but we have, but we have rent. And my thing is, this is, I've never been fired from any job in my life. Uh And it was actually one of my story sister's mom who loved me. And Uh so I was just like, this, this is confusing. And it, it, that's why I say it's a God thing because wow. to get that internship, but also to get fired. So basically it was like the time for you to just work jobs that, you know, aren't for you is done. Right. So this is your time to make your move right? or don't say anything to me again. And I was just like, Oh, all right, Lord. Okay. Right. And so, um, you know, I came in freaking out, told Christina and Christina was like, look, so it's like, So, you know, my roommate at the time, Kayla Pryor, who's also a great friend of mine, she helped me, you know, pay part of my my portion for rent to the end of that month. Mm -hmm. And so I basically had, you know, three three weeks to to get a job. Right. And I was like, I'm not ready. And Christine was like, you're ready. You're good. And so she was like, she would just be on me like, fix this, fix this, do better than this, do better than this. Hey, you know, believe in yourself. And so. I mean, wow. when I tell you, I learned what? everything that, you know, you're supposed to know in J school, you know, J school is like two years. Right. She taught, she crammed everything into my brain in two months. Um, wow. And I am forever thankful for that's, Christina Watkins. She's, she's worked at WDSU in New Orleans. She's incredible. Wow. If you ever want to watch her, I mean, spot okay. on. She's, she's that girl. And she actually, so she started in St. Joe, Missouri, because okay. I obviously didn't know what it was. So I started saying, and so, you know, I sent out my reel and I, I was very surprised. I got a lot of good feedback, a lot of calls back, a lot of emails back. And then I happened to look and see this little 201 uh-huh. in Joe, Missouri. And I was like, wait, that's where Christina worked. That's where she worked. And she's so good now. You know, let me send my stuff over. And I mean, got a call, you know, I think it was like that afternoon, like right. the very next day. Right. And it didn't matter any of my other offers because I was so concerned about what other people would think like, oh man, I'm getting offers in, you know, bigger markets than mm-hmm. 201 blah 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 but something told me I was like if Christina is this good right then let me go let me go there let me because right. that's a great place you know to to learn and to grow you were in New Orleans oh no, left- no no I was in this was in Charlotte North Carolina Char- okay. news. all right yeah she's in New Orleans now now okay gotcha. um and to to go there you know just the whole the whole process the way mm-hmm. that everything happened it was mm-hmm. just yeah, it was a god thing. That's amazing because number one, you you had some really good guidance. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't get that. All right, and that could be a reason why we don't see a lot of people with your caliber on TV. Very kind. Because you don't, <laughs> you know, we don't get that type of guidance. A lot of people put it, have to put in a lot of. You mm-hmm. said you got yours in two months. You have a lot of people that put in a lot of work a to get work. there. So. Yeah. She is definitely it was in, a job, in your huh? skill set too. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, and you know it was your work ethic. And it, and the thing is, she it wasn't easy. It was some days I I was there for 
10 hours just mm-hmm. shadowing and lying. When, per- when this person left, I was following after her. Mm-hmm. You know, Christina had things like, hey, I want to see this, you know, by the time that you're done. And then I still had um, proctors, you know, for the internship that uh-huh. I was, you know, still doing stuff for. And so, you know, it was a lot of pressure, but something I, I really love to say, pressure makes mm-hmm. diamonds. Right. And I'm very happy that created an opportunity right. for me right. later, which is what brought me here. So I say, like, when I tell you, I would not be here without mm. Christina Watkins. I would wow. not I would not be here without that wow. girl, yeah. without that woman. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. tell me exactly, what do you think of Tulsa? What do I think oh, of Tulsa? Tulsa, Oklahoma. I, lo- I like Tulsa. And I like one first thing, I think, the river walk. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. That I don't know what something about it. Just uh-huh. being by the river. So you you go down there quite a bit. Consistently. Oh really? Consistently. What are you doing? Walking or just hanging out? Or oh no, I do I, I do a nice little power walk. You'll see me with my Beats headphones on, mm-hmm. my rose gold Beats, and I'm just I'm just getting it, just mm-hmm. getting it. Um, getting it in. Huh? Getting it all the way in. Love it there. I love that it. Obviously, it, it's a bit more diverse than I than where I used to be. Um, and I also say that Tulsa is going through some changes, mm-hmm. some serious changes. There's, you know, there are times and we've all felt in our city a little bit of friction. There's right. also times when we felt, you know, sighs of relief. There's been times where I've, you know, hope has been, you know, refurbished. And for me, it's never extinguished. That's why I say, you know, refurbished, brought back anew. And I think Tulsa is at a place where, it's seeing a lot of changes happening and a lot of people are realizing, you know, different experiences that different people are having um, from, from when, all sides. When you say changes, uh, is that demographically change? Are you seeing? Well, I don't know if I can speak know, to that because, you know, you I've know. Only, it'll be a year for me. In yeah, September. right. That's what I'm getting So demographically, say. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I will say changes that so to me, I feel like I see more people having conversations of mm-hmm. the marginalizations of right. some groups of people. And that's right. not just black people. That's not just women. That's not just people with um, a learning difference. That not some, that's not just people with, you know, uh, a physical difference. I, I'm seeing more. And my thing is, this is also a trend we're seeing in the country, right? But it's also something, you know, that I'm excited to be here because there are enough people that enough people means there's going to be enough differences. Right. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of that. And what I enjoy about Tulsa is that it looks like there's a little bit of a space for everybody. And if it's not there, I'm seeing more people create it for themselves. Right. So I'll say that. Um, I'm excited to, to be in a city that's, that's moving and grooving and trying to, to be kind of like the best that it can in mm-hmm. its own way. Because it's going to be different for each city. Right. And I'm just happy you know, to be here to kind of witness that as an outsider coming in. So, two works for you is in the Brookside area. Yes, Brookside. Right, right, right. You ever hang out in Brookside over that way? Yes. All the time, huh? Consistently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> consistently, huh? Yeah. Consistently. What do you think? What do I think of Brookside? Brookside? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I am of age. I heard you say something about Riverside. So oh, yeah. I, I do love Riverside. Brookside. I do love Riverside just because I love to walk along that way. I like Brookside. Um, I'm a bruncher. I love brunch. Um, I feel like in Tulsa, when I say brunch is a lifestyle, I feel like I get that here in Tulsa. So I'm in Brookside as much as I'm in um, downtown areas, mm-hmm. anywhere that has a brunch or I find out it has a brunch menu, I will be there. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I know, like I know that. Yes. <laughs> I love, your girl loves to eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I love, yeah. And also um, Waffle That, you know, in Northside area, yeah. did a story yeah. with them. Um, they, 
they were working to keep all the employees when a lot of restaurants, you know, were struggling, mm-hmm. you know, during the beginning stages of shutting everything down COVID-19. Whew, let me tell y'all some of that food. Actually, all the food that I've had there is mm. very good. So waffle that. Brunch, yeah, waffle that. It's loved good. it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. brunch food, like waffles, eggs, I mean, lox and bagels, mimosas, mimosas, mimosas. <laughs> I love, uh-huh. I love brunch. Uh-huh. Brunch wow. is a lifestyle. So wow. yeah, I'd say anywhere that has um, good food, you will find me there. And, and live music too. I do really love um, jazz music, the Jazz Hall of Fame. I was so happy to get to go to a couple of their amateur performances there. Mm-hmm. I think it was on Thursdays. They Tuesdays. had Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. On Tuesdays, they had you know people perform there. I got to go there for three, no, no, like four different Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoy it before you know things were shut down. There are some areas you know in Brookside, some areas downtown, um, some areas the historic. Um, Wall Street. I'm the host. <laughs> Black Wall Street and the uh-huh. historic Greenwood District. You know, uh-huh. at lefties they'd have you know live music. So there right. are you know places like where you, that. Where do you hang out down there on Black Wall Street? Black Wall Street. Where did you hang out? I feel now? like I I like I think everyone can say that I'm there for a good bit. I love. I mean, the Black Wall Street T-shirt shop. I'm there consistently. Um, the owner Cleo is just so kind, and mm. you know, I I call her like a manager, um, Miss Cindy. They're really kind. They're just they're always just a great resource to talk to to see what's going on in the community, um, to get the thoughts. Because you know, just like you know, you and your father, Bobby, you know, they are also people who are staples here, mm-hmm. um, within the Black community of Tulsa. And if you're going to come to an area and then learn the culture, learn you know what you've been through, and then be responsible in your storytelling, you've got to talk to people who've been here. Right. And so that's you know that's always my goal to to do that in various areas, you know, all over Tulsa. And I think that's why I, I tend to congregate in certain areas that might not be the trendiest or the most new. Mm-hmm. Um, I love trying new things, but like, I love, it's the people that go there. Can I talk to someone new? Is there, you know, someone that just mm-hmm. is always just a lovely face. And so that's, that's what I tend to do, especially um, if it has food. Yeah. You ever hang, <laughs> you hang out at the Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge too, don't you? Um, I, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, when it had first, uh, when I when I first opened, like a couple months ago. Um, I mean, I saw there, and you know, I'm just getting to the point where I'm I'm getting to understanding the different textures and brushwork and you know clay and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've got some very talented artists here in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm not even at a point yet to well, fully you just, appreciate you just been it. Here a year. It's only so, it'll be yeah. a year in September. September. But yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm really enjoying um just the different aspects. Like I feel like there's just so much to see. And that's why, you know, when I first got here and people were like, Oh, there's nothing to do in Tulsa. I'm like, How? How, right. bruh? Mm-hmm. How? Right. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, you know, well, pre COVID, mm-hmm. there was so much to see and learn about and all these things going on. I mean, if you if there's an interest you have, I feel like it, it is here in Tulsa. And if it's not there, then this is a great place that'll be welcoming of you creating, you know, that space and you'll probably have a good turnout. And so that's what I'm, that's what I've been experiencing here. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really for it. Cause I'm very, obviously I'm very much so a people person. And so I know that for a fact, but coming from an, coming from, let's say you said St. Charles, St. Joe, St. Joe, coming from St. Joseph, my bad from Missouri here. It's a totally different environment. Totally different vibe. But the fact that you're here in this, after a year, you've been here for a year. Your experience is totally 
unjaded. You're not jaded because you're not from mm-hmm. the space. Yeah. So you probably get a different when people when you say people say, Oh, there's nothing to do here. Mm-hmm. It's because they're not looking for something to do. Correct. It, there's lots of things to do here. Correct. But if you're stuck in the mindset, oh Lord, I'm just gonna I'm go just home. Gonna sit here like a bump on a log. Right. I think right. I think that comes down to when you're African American mm-hmm. culturally there's not a lot of cultural things to do. That's where but there's a lot of things to do. I mean, we don't have a lot of jazz spots where you can just go and, um, you know, happy hour type things. Or, or we do have some parks, you know, but we don't even use the parks, parks, you know. (laughs) So that's where I think the difference comes in a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know. So when people say it's nothing to do and you're African-American, okay, you know, so you got to go do it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You're going to go out, Mm -hmm. you know. But I mean, I think that brings up the, you know, what I was saying once again, pre-COVID. I love why we have to preface Pre-COVID. everything now. Pre-COVID, um, I do feel like it. there was seriously. <laughs> I feel like there was. I personally felt like I was starting to hear more like, oh yeah, we want to do this, and oh yeah, we're working on this, and oh, and then you know, COVID kind of came and smashed a lot of those plans of gatherings, mm-hmm. and I felt like you know that's what comes in that change. I feel like people right. were like, you know what? I want there to be more of this or more of that. And I felt like that, I genuinely felt like that was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was heading that way. Well, <laughs> well, you know, COVID's not going to be here forever. Yeah. This is true, yeah. But those COVID, ideas and stuff could probably bring yeah, to another level yeah. because you had more COVID kind of slowed down the whole spectrum of uh, mo- people being motivated. We had things planned over here. Ooh, we were getting ready to do this. Mm-hmm. We are getting ready to do that come July, come August. And all of a sudden, COVID and Okay, we can't do it. And you know, something yeah. I've noticed about um this this pandemic, now it has been for some people this has been the most devastating period of their lives. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I'm noticing for other people this is a period of realization. For some people it's a period of growth. Mm-hmm. Some people it's a period of redefinement. Right. And I think um you know, when we come out of this, because, you know, as you said, we, we will come out of it. It's going to be very, it's going to be a very different world for all of us. And I'm very interested to see how, what that world look looks like. like. Yeah. I'm wondering if life as we once knew it will ever be again. I don't think it I will. I don't think it will be. I don't think it Because my thing is too many, too many people have proved that they can work from home. Right. Yeah, a lot right. of and so I do. There's I do, a lot of restructure right there be with totally the totally different, but I think yeah. it's going to be good in a good way. Oh, I, oh, I definitely in, think so. In such a way that we're just you like, know, a large corporate businesses are breaking their companies down to laptops. You know, okay, here's your job: you and a laptop, go home and work from home. You know, and so they're shutting down. <laughs> the yeah, right. They're, they're, <laughs> they're shutting it down. You know, that get up, go to work, and get up in the building. They're shutting all that down. Well, it it mm-hmm. all depends because I joke with my niece all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. you know you have you have your assignment or whatever you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you have someone telling you to do what to do in a pair of pajamas, and they're sending <laughs> yeah, you out. Exactly. I need to go do this X, Y, and Z, and make sure. And, and but that's where we are right well, now. That's where we are. That's and, where we and are right now. And once a so, company feels like they can save money. Oh God! You know, you know. Oh man, thousands of dollars by just Overhead, investing in a office space and a laptop and checking it out to you. Mm. You know, to go eight to five on that laptop. So you at think home. it's just there's just no way. I think that 
I've talked to some uh, technical companies, and, and they must be doing great. Right they're now. doing great. Mm-hmm. More and more people are are doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. More and more people have computers, uh, webcams in their homes, uh, security systems. They're just investing in all of that. And then you have those who can't afford that through the unemployment, who are suffering, who don't even know where they're going to get their next meal. So it's a changing world. You know, out here, it is changing, you know, and um, I don't know what we're going to do, but I just think I can see a big change. Little bitty kids, uh, two, three years old, they'll never know life yeah, as we know it. what it used to be. No, what it used to be. What right. To be. They'll just grow up up under the way we're living right now. That's all they'll ever know. But I want people to get past the, um, you know, right now we're doing the pandemic and the isolation, all of that. Okay, we got that. But it's not going to stay this way forever. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stay this way forever. We will get to a point where the virus has bottomed out. But we well, have to get to Well, if people decide point. to do what's necessary to help the virus, uh, there will come a like time. Like we're, we're wearing masks will. and they we need will. a vaccine or something like that, they can shoot up people with because this thing right here, this thing, this thing right here is serious. It's kind of like back in the twenties or something when measles came out and chicken pox and all of that. You know, so Spanish flu. Yeah, yeah but 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 not flu. not at this level. Not at this particular level. We've experienced. We we we've experienced it, but not at this world global level. It was world and global yeah, then. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, to, and, but, and it's but, because we can't wrap our head around that this has happened before. This has happened before. Yeah, and but, we were very resilient during then. We'll be even more resilient now. Well, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, not, it's not moving like it's not moving like it. <laughs> no, like people. Not, matter of fact, no, it's not moving like it's supposed to. They're, it's they're, they're predicting it's getting going to get worse come in November and that's on down. And when the flu season, season comes. Flu season officially starts mm-hmm. end of September, beginning yeah. of October. That's true. And we're getting ready to get into that. And it's right going to happen worse. Yes, because people aren't taking care of themselves. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that right now, as long as people are do. not doing what they're supposed to be doing to prevent it, then here we go. But we live in an environment where mm-hmm. they're trying to push people. Well, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to do. Well, there's some of those. Well, there is a mask mandate. Yeah, but you know, there are some folks still walking around saying like, "No, I don't need to wear a mask." Because you will when you go to Walmart, right? Yeah, you will when you go into Walmart. Yeah, yeah. And there's something you want to go in certain restaurants. You need one to go in. So yeah, and then once you're seated, but you know, and something that you know, I in my stories that I, we were constantly pushing. I mean, now it's proven that wearing a mask also protects you. Do you but, have, is it required for you to wear one? Yes. And I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, my lovely, when I'm, when I, can't I see your mask right yeah. there. Oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a nice one. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually, I got it from, um, Wendy's hair store. Okay. Mandy. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually quite lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, uh, it's a matter of, you know, how you can protect other people from yourself. If you're asymptomatic, right. mm-hmm. um, right. that was something in the news that we, you know, that I made sure to mention multiple times. Cause you know, I think um, when we, when you think about how this could affect, like, I think what we need to do is like, not necessarily think about ourselves, but you know, think when you, others. when you wear a mask and you know, that's, and I, that's why I believe the he, mayor Bynum put in the mask mandate because you got to protect people who, 
who don't know that you could be asymptomatic if you don't know you're asymptomatic. And then, you know, what if that person, you know, gets something from you and then give it, gives it to their sister who has cancer. Right. Or gives it to, you know, their cousin who has autoimmune disease. Right. Or gives it to their, you know, grandma who's 90 something years old. And so, um, you know, we want to respect everybody's right to do, to do what they, they do and don't want to do. But at, you know, at this point, you know, the mask mandate is in place. You, You like, so this started in December, actually January, December. Okay. Yeah. But we, we got hit in the head come March. Yeah. That's when we got hit over the head in March. Yeah. So now we here, we're in, we're in October halfway between, you know, so we have another four months, four and a half months to go. Potentially. Yeah. But it, it's like, we're, we're going to get through this. We can't do what we used to do. Mm-hmm. Like 600 people in a room with no mask party and have a good time. Like before I let go, you know, the whole nine yards. <laughs> we can't do that anymore. We yeah. can't do that anymore. No, so, we, I mean, not. we'll get there, but it's going to be like, the new normal. That's what it's going to be. The new we, we'll normal. We'll get back to 600 in a room. Okay? Because I, I don't, <laughs> you know, it's hard because they're talking about sports and stuff, yeah, arenas and. And all know. of that, and they're not opening that up. They tried baseball, tried to start back, and then they had to cut it out because mm-hmm. of some of the players the caught players COVID. And you know, <laughs> so you know, it's it's uh, gonna be it's challenging. I will say this: mm-hmm. I'm very happy not to be a leader who has to make some of these decisions mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. no matter what, no matter, and that's the same thing with a news story. Um, on any side of an an argument or any side of um, like a point of contention, there's going to be someone who agrees with it and someone who someone doesn't. doesn't. Right. And, right. you know, some people are going to be really mad. Some people are going to be okay with it. Some people are going to be understanding on the side. And, you know, I'm very happy that I'm not that decision maker having mm-hmm. to put my foot down mm-hmm. on one thing or the other, because I, you know, I think this also just comes with, you know, me, who I am and, and why I became a journalist, like the ability to understand right. and respect each point of view inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really happy. So you're neutral, huh? I said I'm neutral on a, mm, a I said I'm neutral on a lot of items because, but my thing is for me it always boils down to, it's tough. tough. You know, I, I tend to just say like, man, that's tough because a mm-hmm. lot of times it is. And mm-hmm. you know, something I've noticed as a journalist, a lot of people, wh- whether what side they're on, they think they're they're the right, they're right side. Right. Everyone thinks oh, they're on sure. the right side. Sure. And you it's know, regardless opinions. of the side that you're on. Right, yeah, right. regardless of the mm-hmm. side you're on, and you know, the only way to kind of come to an agreement is. You know, you don't have to agree with them to respect them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that hard, that's hard. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you do have people mm-hmm. who say things that are wildly inappropriate. But then, you know, for me, especially as like those aren't the people I'm trying to reach. Right. right? There, are, there are some people who, who, do, who just can't be saved. Like you're, right. you're past the point of any rationale. Right. Those aren't the people I'm, my, I'm doing my story for. But you for. might listen, so I'm going to talk to you yeah. a little longer. And maybe, yeah. And, and, yeah. So, and so maybe, like, so there are some, like, there are some stories and some conversations that aren't for you. Right. Because you're not ready for it. Right. And that is okay. What we do, what I do is I meet people where they're at. And if you're willing, if you're willing to sit down and at least hear we can get somewhere. If you're, if you just want to just shut it down, absolutely not, you know, get to a point where disrespect comes out. That's not, that's not a place where, where I'm, I can't help you. I'm not there for you. I'm not, I'm not there for that. That's not, that's not my, that's not my battle. And that's not my burden to bear. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question here. Just changing the pace right here. Yeah. The presidential election is coming up. Yeah. How do you feel about it? 
I feel like I'm the media and I don't have an opinion. <laughs> oh, so you feel neutral in the middle? Um, I'm I'm gonna say I'm still a human being and yeah. I have thoughts and opinions on multiple things, but when it comes to politics expressing them publicly, I I would have no issue. But unfortunately there are a lot of people who, as I said, maybe don't uh, maybe their experience with news haven't haven't given them a clear understanding and view of what news is. And so unfortunately if you express an opinion about something they can know, they will turn off from you and they won't listen to what you're talking about on a variety of So of you things. can't you can't express how you feel. You have to just stay neutral. When when like, I'm when I'm working, the moment I well at this point I don't walk through the doors because of COVID nineteen, we work in our cars. <laughs> but the moment I get in my car and I start my day, I don't have an opinion. My my one and only goal is to Explain the situation. So what, what, what we do, what local media does, and what my team does, I, can, I can't talk about other stations. I can talk about me. I can talk about what we stand for. Our job is to put up the facts or put up what happened, show you, and let you make a decision. You, you, and my thing is a lot of my stories as well, they're, most of my stories aren't really political because that's not really my jam. I will cover it, but my, my stories are community culture, things that educate um, inspire or encourage those tend those tend to be you know my story so it's like um, for me like a political story that I would do is like okay well how secure is your ballot where does it go mm-hmm. I would do a story with the Tulsa Board of Elections right. and right. show okay yeah when you mail or when you vote this is where it goes into this lockbox and from this lockbox it goes to here and then this is the sheriff that watches it and then it goes to here so I would do a more like a systemic like this is what happens this isn't answering a question i'm not and i'm not the political like oh this this is happening this is happening or hey like uh you know why did the city come and remove you know my signs you know it's like okay well let you know let's look into it it's normally so this would be a story to educate oh yeah well if you put your sign here you know there's Mm -hmm. a city ordinance that they go by and it has to be behind this Mm -hmm. so i do more stories like that i don't really um, and that's also a big difference between um, local media and network media. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, I think a lot of people mix up the two. And local media, I do feel for me personally, for what I've seen, especially with my colleagues, we, we, our job isn't to tell you what to think. Our job is to give you the facts, mm-hmm. give you the story, or give you information so you can make your own educated decision. Now, if you watch a story and you feel a certain way because you're already thinking a certain way, that's one of the things like I, I can't help you with that. But, I mean, if you have a cu- question you want some more clarification, by all means, you know, send us an email, give us a call. Mm-hmm. Well, coming up, I want to let you guys know uh, a week from today, on next Monday, We're going to have Greg Robinson for mayor here. Uh, Vanessa Hall Harper for city council will be here. Kojo for Congress will be here. And Dr. Tiffany Crutcher will be here as well. So that's the day before the election. So you guys uh, tune in and get your facts straight before you go to the polls. You know, I believe that you should know what you're going to vote for. I can agree with you. And don't check no box. Nothing that you don't know nothing about. You know, some people are going in, well, I'll just check this box, mm-hmm. Proposition 8954, you know, and psh, it could be something, you know, that can't even help you. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. agree with that. So, 
That's what I'm saying. So that's going to be next Monday, 6 p.m., KBOB 89.9, here at the Eaton Media Studios. And that's what it's going to be. Well, we're going to take another little break. We got Dane Hawkins. uh, Two works for you. And it worked, dude. It's working for you, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely working for you over there. So we're going to take that little break. You're on KBOB 89.9, and we'll be right back. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Toll with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry-out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hey y'all, this is Greg Robinson running for mayor of Tulsa. I'm glad to be at KBOB 89.9. Y'all make sure to support Black Radio and make sure to support the community by going out, registering to vote, and voting on August 25th. Visit Greg Robinson for Tulsa.com. Appreciate y'all. What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to K-Bob, 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, this is Ralph Johnson of Earthwood and Fire, and whenever I'm in Tulsa, I'm tuning in to KBOB 89.9 on the FM. PJ Publishing Incorporated announces a new book release, The Entrepreneurial Woman. The World is Your Playground by Angela K. Chambers, MES. Available right now for pre-order at payhip.com slash B slash N B A C. The book release is set to hit June 1st, 2020. If you're ready to publish your book, visit us online at www.pnjpublishing.com. Unleash that book that's inside of you with P&J Publishing. Everybody's talking about the union again. What you doing today? Hey, this is Bobby Harris of the Dad. And whenever I'm in Tulsa, I listen to KBOB 89.9 FM.
If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community. The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Oh, my God. 
Central Standard Time and on Saturdays to 2. So, for those of you who would like to live stream us, uh, you can go to kbob899.com and, you know, press the listen button. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, it's all good in the neighborhood. Well, hey, we have Miss Dane Hawkins here in the studio. Two works for you. Uh And Dane, what's that love life like? Why, Bobby? Why? Yeah, I thought I, I thought I'd go there and ask her. Why, 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 no. my yeah, what's that? What's that talk for love life like for you? Um, any fun? Not, any fun in that it, area? It is. It is non-existent. Oh, really? It is non-existent. Oh, yes. You gotta okay. fix you. Get you some dates. <laughs> it's talking. okay. It's okay. Um, you know, I've I've always been a very you know, super confident mm-hmm. women, woman, mm-hmm. and you know that that just doesn't fly. For some, I think a lot of guys want, like, you know, it sounds like a great idea, and then they get one, and then they're like, "Work, no. nah, <laughs> yeah." Why do you think so? Why do you yeah. think it's like that? You know, what, 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 you know. What do I think? What that's like? Wow. Give me more. Give me more. Well, are you finding guys who just? You meet guys and you go out and then all of a sudden it's just like oh no you know what, I'll say one. you know what I will are you say being this, too picky I think <laughs> my thing I I don't even think it's a matter of being picky I'm not approached that often I'm, oh, I'm really correct I'm really not you're on TV that and often. nobody never approaches you huh just the crazy I just no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean people 
people recognize you, but they're not approaching you in that area. People, right? uh, not people, don't really recognize People don't really recognize me that often here. Um, well, as much you're as new. My last. Yeah, you know, I'm new, and, and it's okay whether you do or you don't. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of I I'm not approached that often. Um, and so it is what it is. You know, I I really value my friendships. Um, that I've made here. You, you've had you got some male friends, right? I have like two, like one or two. One or two male friends. Yeah. Okay. Friends. Yeah. So, so the real question is. Have you been in an environment where there are more like-minded men in that circle? Mm. You know, more like-minded or men who haven't lost their minds. Which <laughs> like <laughs> men that, like for example, your experience, your experiences kind of mirror theirs. You know, mm. that tra- that trajectory level. You know, along the same line, equally yoked. You know, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> equally <laughs> yoked. Yes. So do you have something to say? Is there something that you'd like to say huh? about the the way the question and is? And the reason why I ask is yeah. because you, there are men here. Mm. Trust me, there are men here mm. that you know may fit your what you're looking for, mm. but you guys aren't in the same space mm. because there are people here working like in Bartlesville or whatever, engineers or whatnot, mm. engineers out at a spirit. They have no idea. They go home. They they work and go home. That sounds con- that then, sounds familiar to me. And then exactly. <laughs> and then you know they may come like we had Juneteenth. He's like, where do these people come from? I was caught, definitely yeah. surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. So it's that one event you see people, but mm-hmm. just trying to like you're saying, people are trying to create that environment yeah, yeah. for like-minded individuals, your age, your, your demographic, I- and whatnot, <laughs> so you can meet. Each other. I, mean, I so, think yeah. that it has transitioned in a little bit different in today's times when it comes to relationships and dating. And, what, are, what do and you mean respectful. by that? What are your thoughts? Well, I think that um, the positions of men and women have changed because women hit on men just as hard as men hit on women. Back in the day, I remember you used to have to go up to the lady and what they call courting. You know, and then courting. courting, and when you went over to her parents' house or okay. whatever, whoever's house, mm. you know, you had to be knock on the door, be respectful, go in, sit on the sofa for her to come out. But nowadays, it's not like that anymore because there's a certain amount of what I call equality. You know, the uh, the t- titles have changed. You know, women are on the move nowadays. You know, women are going to be running this country one day, and they're moving up in those areas where a lot of single-parent mothers who are raising boys, they don't grow up with men. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between malehood and manhood. So they don't have that strong male influence and, you know, taking them to cut grass and hammering and nailing and, you know, being able to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So now... In relationships, it's kind of different. You'll have women coming up to men talking, you know, just out of the blue. Do you think there's a problem with that? I think that uh, it's different from someone like me. Uh Uh-huh. You, you get what I'm saying? When an older older guy like me. So you're saying if um, a woman comes up to you, you know, compliments you or your attire and then offers to buy you a drink and then just continues to. I don't have a problem with a social 
type situation. So you're saying if a woman comes up to you and asks you on a date, you're off the that. old man right here. <laughs> Are you Look, serious? We listen to Joe Brown, so Joe Brown be pulling them now. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, you know, I can pull them too, but you know, uh, hey, I'm gonna tell you what I, I'm gonna tell you what I know. But mm. I'm just saying, uh, I just think it's different. Okay. You know, I well, a, a young woman, young women have come on this radio station and asked me to go out to dinner. You know, I'm like, wow, come on, Bobby, let's just go. I said, well, what are we doing? Are we just going out to have dinner? You know, and it's like I say, oh, you taking me on a date? You know what I mean? Is so that you you're making it a date? Are they just like let's go? Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. You know, in general. So we, I, I think mean, what, is, what is a date? A date? Hey, I asked to take you out to dinner. I think is that a date? Is that a date? I think it becomes a date when both people agree that it's a date. Is that a date? I think it's a. It becomes a date when both people agree. What's a date in today's time? A date is an activity that you do together. Um, that is agreed upon that this is a date because you can go out and with you're someone just in each friend, other and you are romantically interested. interested. So yeah, the word the date thing. adds romantic interest. So if you, Roman- so, are you serious? Romantic interest? Yeah. So when that's you say a, date, because my thing well, is, if you're just going out for, it's an outing. Is that what they're doing outing, now? Is that what right? it's not? Because, you know, you can go on an outing. With, you know, an outing? Yeah, because, you know, oh, yeah, we're just going to go on an outing. outing. And then you guys just say, they say the word friends with benefits. No. You know what no. I mean? And all See, of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally well, I jump uh-huh. to that. Reason I, reason I jump, jump to that is because people have certain expectations. They don't date like who, that no who, more. Who is people? Some people. people? I'll put it like this. Some people. How okay. Is that okay. Some, S-O-M-E. Oops, huh? Would that be you? What I mean is are those are your expectations. No, you I don't have expectations. And I, and I think period. what we're saying, I don't is put, <laughs> I don't have a period. No expectations. And I think that's why it's. Very I always important. put people in the friend zone first. Okay, that's me. Right. Okay. They're in the friend zone, and when if there's an attraction or something to where we can cross over, you know, as time progresses, then that's cool too. Mm-hmm. But until that happens, you're in the friend zone. So in the friend zone, y'all can go out and eat, have a good man, time. Man, we can have fun. Okay. Man, hey, but man, you've been out before. Man, you've been out before. I, no, it's not yeah, a date. Yeah, Carrie said it's not a date. Well, what's, a, what's, a, what's a date? When both people agree it's a date, that's literally the difference. Right. So you and, like, so Susie <laughs> and whoever can go, we're going to go to this um basket weaving classes we're going to learn how um you know this culture weave baskets that's right a, that's a so, date. you know they're going to go now five weeks later we're going to go on this basket weaving class but i'd, I'd like to take you on a date to the basket weaving class that's literally the difference that's the, as, soon, as soon as both people agree that is a date and my thing is what i'm saying when, and i think we're all kind of saying in a similar way so so it's, so you're telling me if I run into a lady, a friend of mine that I know, I've met, and I say, hey, let's go grab something to eat, that's not a date, right? No, that's not no. a date. And my thing is, it's very important. My thing is, and this is why this is why I think a lot of people so get there, into if trouble. So is there some attraction? Is there some chemistry with me and her? That's a date. And my thing, and that's, and this is, this is what I'm saying to get rid of all, because I see your confusion and to get rid of all of this, this is what you do. You communicate, right? So you just say, I'd like to take you on a date. Like, hey, I'd like to take you on a date. Let's go grab a bite. Let's go grab a bite. A bite. I'd like to go on a date with you. You know? I, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling attracted to you. I want to get to know you a little bit more. Right. 
let's go on a date. Oh, Literally, just that's say, a conversation. Just huh? say it. Yes, that conversation. Like, so man. my thing is, I don't, there's no confusion. There's yeah, don't assume anything. Because hmm. here's, I, I got a funny story. Yeah, I'm I'm down to hear it. I'm in Vegas. We're hanging out with high school friends and everything, having a good time. Hope they're not listening. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Y'all yeah, tune like, in and listen to Sherry. Listen, I don't gamble. I don't gamble. But when I go to not Vegas, I like to go to, not even because it's like wasting machine. money. Oh. So I like to go eat and I like to go to the show. So everybody wanted to gamble. I'll be with there to eat. Okay. And I was like, okay, I want to go to a show. So I got one person. That, Come on, go to the show with me. You want to go to the show? Okay, let's go to the show. We finished the show. We got back and, and we talked and said, oh, Sherry, that was a great date. I was like, dude, that wasn't a date. We were just going to the show together because I didn't want to go to the show by myself. Mm, I fair. wanted company, you know, so yeah. come on. And you weren't doing anything, so come on, let's go to the... And so my thing is, I think it's totally okay that two people didn't understand, but when he said, hey, that was a great date, that was initiating that conversation of what it was to him, and then he got that clarification. Yeah, so literally yeah. just I think it all depends upon the person. I think it depends on the conversation you have. And how they perceive what they're getting ready to do. You know, because a brother may say something like, hey, man, talking to his boy, hey, man, look here, I'm getting ready to go on this date with this this lady I met at the so-and-so. And she may say, hey, you know, me and a friend, we're just getting ready to go kick it right quick, and that's all we're doing. We're getting ready to go hang out. Hang out. Just but kick it. Yeah. he may perceive it as going out on a date. Okay, you know? and that's and, and but what so and I like that. I don't know what I don't know. I don't yeah, know. so I don't know. I, a little different is, though, with that. And the thing is, we say men, women, however you choose to identify, you perceiving it is all well and good because we're all different, right? Right. But that's why you have to just communicate. Just right. say, just say what you right. feel. Say what you want. Say what right. you're looking for. Right. And I think that's how a lot of people get in trouble, and that's how a lot of people get far, get get hurt. Is right. because. It's either fear of them not wanting to say what they actually want, right? Or they're trying to to hide what they actually want, and and both those outcomes, you know, there's negativity involved. Yeah. So I think that's why well, it it we you gonna, need to have a conversation yeah, yeah. about so what you want. We're gonna need to come back and have this <laughs> this discussion right here because <laughs> it's getting okay. interesting. Hey, Dane, thank you for coming out tonight. And uh, we've had a great time and conversation and learning about two works for you, Dane Hawkins. Thank and, you for uh, having me. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back in here. Yeah, I'm down. It was a good get time. Get you back in here to have some fun. Oh, for sure. For what sure. do you think, Sherry? Yes, we need to have another show just on D-A-T-E, Date and Date. Yeah, you know what? I'm, a put, I'm, a, I'm scared, but I'm going to put another one together. Okay. You know, a, yeah, date, a dating show. Yeah. You know, just to, <laughs> what is your definition of a date? You know, you're right. Something like that. Because I think it means different to different people. And as long as you today, have a conversation about today, that. In today's time. Some people won't have no conversation. It will be like, hey, I'm going to pick you up this evening, and we're going to go grab something. That, we're going to go to Charleston's this evening. I'll pick you up 7 o'clock, okay? okay be there. You I'm know what I mean? Because so, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry <laughs> right I'm now. Hungry. My thing is in that, and that works. And I think, you know, people who communicate yeah, the same way right have a way of finding right. each other. Yeah, so right. We're going to do that. All right. <laughs> well, you take care, and we'll get back, okay? All right. All right. Yeah. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Every Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Friday, 6 p.m., and on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m., KBOB 89.9, you know, you know, and uh, it's a local FM here in Tulsa, and live stream on KBOB 899.com. 
So look us up, you know, send us a shout out and uh, whatever you can do. All right. Until the next time, take care. Thank you.